Hello one and all, it is May the 3rd of 2023, and this is Weekly Manga Recap, a special week off edition. How's everybody doing? Quinn, what's, what's, yeah, Quinn, it's, it's, uh, what's up? Just living life. You know, Nick, it's all about living, laughing, loving, and I haven't gotten any of those down. Uh, I sometimes laugh. The other two, mystery to me. But we're trying. That's the important thing. You say live life, I know. Hold on. Hold Mm -hmm. tight. Don't let go. Just hold on tight. Yeah. Uh, Are these lyrics to something? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it to a Sonic the Hedgehog song? How did you ever figure that out? (laughs) Is it? I just guessed. I (laughs) my life. uh, I think Austin mentioned this on the uh, recent podcast. So uh, they moved to Harrisburg. Him and Joa. He has had to learn that I exist. uh, Like ninety percent of my dialogue options are about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I wish it was an exaggeration. It's not. And, and most of the other 10%, we just get out, out of the way on this podcast yeah. so you can focus more on the Sonic. Uh, if I say something, it's either I just cried, I'm sorry, or Sonic the Hedgehog. Aww. It's really one of those three. Uh, there's it's, like a... the di- it's like the dialogue options in... <laughs> in, in Mass Effect, but they're always the same. No matter what you bring to Commander Shepard, she's always talking about crying. Apologizing for Sonic the Hedgehog, which honestly, that's my Commander Shepard right there. I love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, like even uh, have you ever heard of the t-shirt company Yeti? It's like Y E T. It's like a t-shirt company, and like once per day they'll have like two new designs, and then they go away at the end of the day. And uh. so it's kind of like one of those like FOMO things. You buy T-shirts. It's mostly like nerd culture mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like that. And they have like they've had like really cool Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirts I bought. Uh, but then very recently they had a mystery shirt day and they were like, grab one of our past designs or whatever. And you get, it. I think, a shirt for like nine dollars. I want to say something like that. OK, uh, I think it might even be cheaper. It might even been like six. Uh, so I picked it up because I was like, that's just a good deal. And spending money sends me dopamine, which I always like. Uh I got it, and I swear to God, I was like, this sounds like a lie. It was another Sonic the Hedgehog t-shirt. I'm already being critiqued. I wear too many of them, apparently, and I have another one now that glows in the dark. I was just like, look, some things are meant to be, and that's <laughs> that's what happened. So, I believe that the last time I owned a glow-in-the-dark Sonic the Hedgehog t-shirt, I was six. So, <laughs> Well, I'm 34 to have one now, so sometimes, ka-ching, life just works out. Oh, man. Man, I'm so jealous of you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know how to get to. I, I can't get you another one, Nick. It's gone. Like their designs go into it again. Yeah, they go into the the Disney vault for some reason. Disney just, <laughs> Disney just absorbs things. They're like, well, take that. <laughs> just a spreading ooze that eng- <laughs> engulfs warehouses wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, watch out, Disney! <laughs> it's just a bunch of people running. Uh, there was a bug, and I was for once too lazy to actually bother to try and hunt it down. Uh, Quinn, we have we do have a manga to talk about today. Not many manga, however, as uh, this is uh, an off week for uh, most uh, magazines. Uh, so we don't have a lot of our weekly stuff and anything that like did come out since the last time we did a podcast, we're just going to hold off until next time. Uh, however many it is, it's like two, I think. I think. And next week, wouldn't we have, I think, um, 
Eden Zero should be available next week. I want to say. Oh my god! We still don't know. We still don't know what I. St- I don't. I. I, I I haven't been following it super closely. I still don't know exactly know if it's like a subscription you get everything or if you pay per chapter. That still has to be like figured out. Uh, but I think that's coming up as well. Well, I guess we'll find out and see if uh, Kodansha's subscription service is worth anything. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, we do have a manga to talk about. And we're going to go back into the past to the far flung time. 2016, how long ago it was. Oh my god, it will literally exactly be the next week, by the way. Next Wednesday is when it releases uh, mm. the app. Sorry, no, yeah, 2016, Nick. This is um, this is where everything went wrong. This is where the timeline like yeah. jumped a, a track and everything went bad. Uh, I don't know if you experienced this. But I experience time blindness exclusively when it comes to 2016. I could recognize everything prior to 2016 was a while ago, like almost 10 years ago mm-hmm. or more. Uh, 2016 to today was just mm-hmm. yesterday to me. It's all the exact same. I cannot. You could be like 2017. I'd be like, that was like a year ago. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I mean, I was working nights uh, around that time and uh, then for the next four years afterwards. So I I I do feel mostly the same, but I think that it was because of the way that I was stealing my own ability to tell time by just working at night and being like, go away, son, forever, Uh, which actually kind of segues us nicely. Yeah, that actually fits pretty perfectly Uh, in a couple of ways. This is a series called Fire Punch, uh, written by Tatsuki Fujimoto, whom some of you might know as the guy who wrote Look Back, uh, which is a great, uh, great uh, one-off story. I'm not even kidding. Like that, should, that should, is a great manga, and I highly uh-huh. recommend that anyone, that anyone check it out. But uh, probably more famously, Tatsuki Fujimoto is known for, of course, creating Chainsaw Man, which uh, has been getting bigger than ever now, uh, now that it's been uh, back in publication for about the past half a year. It's had a uh, first season of its anime uh, come out recently. A lot of people are even more than before are getting in on that. And uh, so uh, it was about it was about time that uh, I decided uh, exclusively me with my weekly pick uh-huh. uh, decided that we should take a look at this series. The precursor to Chainsaw Man Fujimoto's first uh, major published manga. It was uh, published on the Jump Plus app. Uh, for two years, uh, beginning in April of 2016, uh, and then right up until the very, 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 very beginning of 2018. The entire thing is available to read if you have a subscription to Weekly Shonen Jump and want to check it out that way. Although, you cannot read it on the Shonen Jump app because there's lots of naughty things in this series. Uh, So you have to read it on your browser. Once again, Quinn undone by her own stupidity. I bought all the volumes because, like, yeah, it's not on the website. How can I access it? Whoops. Well. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nick did two minutes more searching. <laughs> Shit. Damn, if I did two minutes more searching, I'd have, like, I didn't know uh, that I needed to tell you about this. <laughs> God I was just like, yeah, like, it's just not. I knew it's a Viz signature. I was like, ah, they don't, maybe they'll put that stuff on the website. Now I'm just dumb. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, you can buy every volume as well. If you you can if you would like to, like me. 
Yeah, and then you'll presumably have access to it forever, as opposed yeah. to, I don't know, maybe they'll throw it in the vault. The Disney vault, as we Yeah, just the Disney vault might absorb everything at some point. <laughs> Disney's cha- Chainsaw Man and Fire Punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, where to begin with this manga? The series is set in this kind of post-apocalyptic world where uh, it, there's been this eternal winter that's been going on. People have essentially forgotten the sun. Uh, everything is blamed on the presence of this special type of being called, oh, what is they called? The, the ice. Witch. I think it's just the blessed, right? Is what they're generally called. I well, think. they're called the blessed, and then there's like yeah. the ice witch who is supposed to be behind it. The ice that, witch yeah. is supposedly behind it and has caused this eternal winter to descend on everything. So, of course, everyone is miserable and starving. Uh, and amidst all of the dying remnants of humanity, there are a number of people who are called blessed who have some sort of extraordinary uh, superhuman ability. Uh, but uh, a lot of them just have the same one, which is just regeneration. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of people that just have regeneration. It's kind of amusing at times. I think that fully half of them just have regeneration uh, that we get to see in this series. Uh, one of the, well, two, rather, of the people that have this regenerative ability are these uh, kids, a brother and a sister named Agni and Luna. Uh, and... Uh, in true Fujimoto pa- uh, fashion, even before the quote-unquote weird stuff starts happening, there's t- they're, they're like chopping off their own limbs in order to use them for firewood, uh, and uh, they keep on making overtones about uh, wanting to have sex with each other. Uh, they are brother and sister, uh, and that's just a thing that uh, just persists and somehow persists despite the fact that luna dies in chapter one it's just (laughs) just a thing that continues to be a thing uh and uh if i had stopped to let myself feel uncomfortable about about that i would not have made it through the rest of this manga because it's just (laughs) occasionally just comes back it's like hey remember how they wanted to have sex with each other hey remember that that it's just a thing They're, they're just the primary couple in this story even though it technically should be impossible for them to be, but it's not because <laughs> they fi- so, life, life finds a way. Nick love finds a way. Love finds a way. <laughs> yes. This very pure love. So, um, the, they are found by this, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic government last society on earth type of type of thing. Uh, and uh, leader of these troops who come out to raid the village that they're that they're living in uh, realizes that a brother and sister having sex with each other. No, wait, that's not it. Uh, realizes that uh, they're burning human flesh for firewood because you know that's the only they're, eat, they're, they're they eating people is what and eating. They're that's that's people. what stops him is he's like you can't eat people. You can't eat people. That's just a no no. Uh, so he decides to use his blessed ability, uh, which is fire, to just burn them all and kill them. Uh, and this fire is special in the fact that uh, it only ever goes out when the fuel that it is feeding off of is fully consumed. Amaterasu yeah. so or whatever, wasn't that Sasuke's technique? It was the same thing with like a fire that never goes out. It's basically uh, that, yes. Uh, however, despite this, Agni survives because his regenerative ability is just powerful enough that it keeps him living. Uh, And he nearly just like gives up because the pain is so great. Uh, But his sister, whose ability is weaker than his, she is dying despite her gender powers. And she begs him in her last moments to live on and survive. Uh, So that gives him the push to keep on going. And literally for years, he's just 
lying there burning and slowly learning to control his regenerative pet powers in such a way that he can actually con control where the fire burns uh, so that he can, you know, actually start to move. However, the pain is always so great. He is per perpetually in agony. It's a pun because agony is also the god of fire in Hindu. Uh, so fire and also agony. It's a, it's a pun. It, it so, works, you know. Pretty good. So he decides that he's going to get revenge because, of course, he would. Uh, and that is where our story begins. And that is the most normal that the story ever is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would disagree. I think it. I think it gets. There's like a car chase at one point that was pretty normal, despite the characters who show up during it. But I was just like. This is a very this is a very straightforward scene for how much Most the of rest action. of the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I should note that like there was like I, I've been aware of this series for a while. Uh, it's been discussed many times in our discord. Obviously, it was a high recommendation. That's why it was picked. Um, and like by sort me. of by, me. by Nick. Picked Nick picked it. Yep. It was a great pick. Um, you really it was decisive. That's what I loved about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I knew that there were a lot of content warnings about this, and it was mm -hmm. described as being, like, very edgy, uh, and I was super concerned going into this, because I haven't had great experience with that in the past, uh, you know, uh, Attack on Titan, Terraformars, uh, I think Uble Blot was the same sort of thing, uh, Goblins there, like, series that are, like, super edgy and just violent and full of all this, like just gross stuff just tends to like immediately turn me off i don't want to read it like i just hate the experience i was really worried that's what this was going to be uh and i've heard some predictions in like our discord about like i, I, I quinn's either gonna go this way or that way i think like, it might be too gross it might not uh what i will say was not a problem for me at all like this the series opens with cannibal incest as you mentioned uh and there are like dark things that are brought up but i will say the series one never really seems to engage with it it's a lot of time usually just references like this is a dark mm. kind of gross world, but like we don't have to see all of like the violence in that way. Uh, and I think it helped a lot to have read all of Chainsaw Man that's come out and seen Fujimoto's work and kind of get to know what sort of stories he tells, because I definitely have a better sense of who he is. So when these dark things happen, I'm not like, oh, my God, is this like just some creep? Like, I'm just like, no, this is Fujimoto. He's just a weird little boy. He's just a weird little goofball. And, you know, it it ends up being OK, I guess. I Like the, the long and short, I guess, of this thought is that like I, I actually found myself not like grossed out by this series, really. Um it's not like so objectly bleak or dark or miserable that I hated it or anything like that. Uh, I actually found myself enjoying it for the most part, even though this is a very difficult series to follow at times. It's pacing is like all over the place, but you know, this is also an early work pacing and also uh, identity, but we'll get into, into that. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I, I, I was I guess it numbs not really the right word, but I did definitely acclimate to the the type of content that would be, uh, I think, uncomfortable for some people to get through just because, yeah, we've read Chainsaw Man mm -hmm. and uh, which just kind of seems to have is, is clearly an evolution in a lot of ways from this story. You can tell reading this like, OK, yeah, Fujimoto definitely learned a lot while from creating this because Chainsaw Man is 
better. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, not to, you know, completely, you know, just like review the series exclusively in comparison to Chainsaw Man. But I will say flat out like, oh, if you like Chainsaw Man, you'll love this. Like, no, I think that it probably will, however, improve your chances of enjoying this if you are already familiar with Chainsaw Man and you know that you like it because then you'll be used to a lot of the stuff that, that Fujimoto does. Also, uh, if you're familiar with some of the other stuff that Fujimoto has written, it might prepare you too, because this 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 manga loves movies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> loves it. It really does. Um, and uh, so in the first chapter, it feels kind of like he's throwing out the big things of like incest, cannibalism, <laughs> genocide. And it's like, all right. Now, now for the weird stuff I actually want to do. <laughs> yes, those don't ever go don't don't ever go away. But they are mostly just kind of to inform a general first impression of what this world is going to be like, and to kind of prepare you for hey, there's going to be a lot of characters who are just going to be miserable in, yeah. in this story. It, it is a dark world. It it does feel very much like. Uh... For a moment, I was like, oh, my God, this is like a dark war or Dark Souls kind of world where, like, everything is, like, objectively hopeless. And, like, you're right. you're like, everybody in here is going to die. It's just how long until and how awful is it going to be? Like, all the NPCs right. and everything. I will say the series does not end up being that dark. I've heard the series had, like, a nihilistic ending. I don't think that's necessarily how I would read it. Um, but I, I, I think there's a little bit of optimism in there. Um I was going somewhere. I had I had a thought. It's gone now. Anyways, okay. I started thinking about Dark Souls. <laughs> right. Um, I, yeah. I, I definitely see where you're where you're coming from. I fe- it feels like especially early on, like oh, there's just this there's just this crap sack world where like everyone's just gonna die. Uh, there's very very uh, just perpetually. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of just lack of care for, for, for fellow humanity in this story. People are mistreated. The thing I was actually confused earlier uh, and mixed up in terms of the firewood thing. They weren't using their limbs for firewood. That was what a flashback reveals uh, they were used for when they were kidnapped as kids. Uh, was just they would chop off uh, Luna and Agni's limbs to burn the firewood. And literally anyone who is considered part of the lower class... Uh, in this story is referred to as firewood. They're just fuel to feed and empower those who have declared themselves the ruling class. And it gets very, very morose uh, at a certain point when like a, when a supporting character named Sun, who has a electric, an electricity generation uh, blessed ability, uh, he's kidnapped. Uh, and he's just used as literally just a, a power supply for a city. That was maybe the the closest I got when reading the series to be like, oh, this is really deeply uncomfortable. Because you do have to see him basically get strapped to a gurney and wheeled into a room with just hundreds of people who are all basically have the same thing happen to them. Uh, and mm-hmm. they just have their powers used against their will to power this gigantic city. It's super uncomfortable. Uh, but then like uh, to chapters later fire punch fucks it all up so it's not like it's it's you know you had to spend a ton of time with it um but it is definitely one of the darker moments of the series but it's important because mm-hmm. it informs uh son's character as this you know very naive optimistic person who saved his fire punch and then suddenly he starts spreading fire punch's deeds as a religious movement it's he's, God, it becomes yeah. gospel yeah 
Yeah. So I do remember what I was saying. Uh, even in reference to like the uh, cannibalism, I think part of what helps it be a little bit more digestible is a lot of time it's it's sort of def- like deflated by humor. Uh, there is a plot True. point later on where Agni needs to um, basically feed a large group of people. So he's like, well, my entire body's on fire, except for like this one quadrant of my head. So I'm just going to bend down and you can take an axe to my head over and over. And and that one chunk will just regrow. But it's my face. So it'll have like eyeballs and ears and shit like that in it. And people are just like, ooh, you got an eyeball in your soup. This is very blessed. And you're just like, all right, man, I don't know. I like I can't not laugh at it. It's such a very silly concept of everyone being like, ooh, it's time for face soup <sighs> uh yeah however i would say that like there is even when there is this thought that like okay you know agni who after he gains control of his ability is just this unstoppable uh burning man who is going to come and kill all the people who have wronged him uh even then it's like yeah but this world's still shit uh, and Agni's goal is not to help anyone, mm. uh, at least at first. It's just that he they ha- he happens to unwittingly kind of help some people by killing the people that are tormenting them. Uh, and so it's like, well, this is all kind of shit. And there's, you know, just not a lot of fun stuff happening. And then Togata shows up. <laughs> and, and Togata is a hundreds year old, also regenerative ab- ab- uh, ability, blessed who uh, is a massive cinephile and all the movies have been lost to time. So their only goal is if I just make my own movie, then I'll be able to have a movie that I can watch basically uh, and kind of like leave their mark on on the world as well in that way. And uh, Togata is just kind of like very casual about a lot of things uh, it, you know, does kind of also save people un- unwittingly. Um, the there is a, a girl that uh, gets introduced in the story named Nanetto, who uh, is like has gets like kidnapped and is going to be killed at the same time that like Agni is going to be like thrown into the ocean because he's been defeated and his head's been sealed inside of a box. Uh, and so she's like, "Oh my god, I'm just going to be I'm going to be like killed or used as a sex slave or whatever." And then Togata shows up and just kills everyone. And it's like, hey, you're going to be my camera woman. Hold this. Just just film stuff. Yeah. And then, and, but it's like constantly it's like, no, no, don't film it like that. Film it like this. And it's like seemingly constantly not satisfied with her camera work, but just keeps on going. Just, just keep filming this. Uh, so, you know, insane people uh, are going to protect this, uh, this, this girl, it's, but not really. By trying to yeah togata is like this very necessary element in the series because pretty much until they show up the series does feel very dour uh it is just like agni wants to kill doma and he is driven solely by revenge and a motivation to live on his sister's behalf and everything's kind of bad and things are going on and like this world's kind of tough and then Togata shows up and is kind of like, I'm just going to fuck everything up. Everything's going to get fucked up because of mm-hmm. me, except this reality. Uh, and I'm just like kind of a quirky little weirdo. And um, who can't die. So. Yeah, so you can't really stop them from doing anything they want. Yeah. Uh, it it ends up being a character who will I'm sure we'll talk more about them. 
Um, but this is a character who is both very necessary to the story and one who I really wish I liked a little bit more, but because their character goes all over the place, mm-hmm. um, it's tough because initially Togata is this weird sort of third party character. They come into the story. They're not really aligned with anyone, but like, they're like, I want to work with you, Fire Punch, Agni or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're an ally. And then, like, at the end of the second volume, it's revealed they're going to fuck everything up and kill a whole bunch of innocent people because it'll make a good movie. You're like, oh, this is, like, an evil person, actually. Mm-hmm. And Agni doesn't realize it. And then, yeah. like, stuff just kind of happens, and eventually you start feeling sympathetic for them. And then the story just kind of ends uh, their part in it. And you're just like, I don't really know how I felt. Like, this wasn't, like, an arc. It just felt like there wasn't a committal made to making them the antagonist. Suddenly this became, right. like... A more likable figure at the end yeah there is because there's this whole thing where togeta kind of positions themselves as agni's mentor figure mm-hmm. they they teach agni how to fight properly because agni you know has just been kind of relying upon the fact that he is an unstoppable guy to to fight people and you know it's like what if you learned like a martial art just, just so you could punch people with your fire fists better and stuff uh and it also is saying like oh i'm gonna do this so that i can make a movie about you you're my muse essentially so let me show you you know the way that you can like get what you want and stuff and there's some amusing bits where like they're coaching agony in order to have big dramatic hero moments like yeah okay now take your fist and like punch the ground right here and go i'll stop at nothing to kill doma it's like why would I say that? It's like, come on, do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having to act to fake Agni through the big dramatic, like I'm going to make a, a declarative vengeance statement thing. Ha- but basically then, yeah, be a cheesy movie. Yes. Like make, make this movie cheesier, please do it. Uh, and then like Togata, right when Agni's training is finished and he has a special suit that Togata has made for them to, uh, to help him out. Tota goes to the place that they're going to be invading and preps them all for Agni coming there and says like, yeah, so y'all are going to like fight him. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to blow up all these buildings and you have to fight him. And it turns out like, oh, yeah, Toka doesn't actually have Agni's best interest at heart because they just want to make a movie. But then they do things that are very selfless a bit later and it's kind of hard to read. And there are a number of characters where the entire point of their story is people just go through changes because of the people around them and how they are viewed. Togata's changing is independent from that, it seems like, uh, so they just kind of seem inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, you, you we referred a bit, you referred to a bit to, uh, to Sun earlier, uh, kind of spreading the gospel of fire punch while he's in captivity. So this religious movement starts to burgeon up, uh, spreading out from, you know, the depths of the facility where all these people are kept and it spreads out to even beyond the reaches of the city somehow, uh, very quickly. And a whole bunch of people will hear about this legend of fire punch and all he can do. And so they start to flock to him and there are numerous disciples who have all sworn to follow the way of fire punch and stuff. Uh, and there are people who think like, oh, he's this god who has descended uh, there or he's this 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 horrible, evil devil. Uh, and the truth is, Agni's just this, you know, very, very troubled guy 
who went through something horrifically traumatic and lives literally in pain every moment of his life because he is perpetually on fire. He survives it, but it, he never develops like anything more than just an ability to bear the pain. Uh, and the only, there's only one character who ever actually figures that out really about him, uh, which is uh, Nanetto. Uh, everyone else has, you know, sees him as like, oh, it's, you know, Togata sees him as the muse for their movie. Sun starts to see him as a god uh, and is kind of like at the, at the front of creating this cult around him. Uh, and as that keeps going on, this vision of who Agni is uh, gets put out there. Uh, and Agni's only one example of a few characters who change in that regard. Uh, there is... It's so weird. There is a uh, female member of the community that he goes to get revenge on named Judah, who looks startlingly like Luna. Uh, and so for a while, like he's under the impression, like, oh, is that Luna? And it's really just kind of like he's holding on to this hope that maybe things can go back to a time before he was just a raging, burning ang anger vengeance man. And so or maybe he can just like let go of something and just die peacefully. Uh, but she's not, you know, she's her own person, except she's not because uh <laughs> She loses her memories and then Agni tells her that she is Luna. So she starts thinking that and she is identified as Luna through the rest of the story. And also it turns out that the ice, Witch was a thing that the community had just made up so that everyone would have a thing to like believe in so that everyone would be like, oh, we have to trust in the community so that they can fight against her. But it turns out, no, the ice, Witch is actually real, even though they did make her up. She's actually real. And it turns out she and Judah, Luna, and also probably just Luna, Luna, are all part of a special type of blessed who have super awakened abilities and also all look the same. So... <laughs> I'm condensing a lot of st a lot of, a lot of You're stuff. You're explaining things to me that I even didn't pick up on fully. Like some of this stuff, I just kind of read, and I was like, I think I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, but that just like is a thing that is becomes a major theme throughout the story once the religious following of Agni becomes a major uh, setting detail. Is uh people around you have a lot of influence on the person that you are. And there are only a very few moments where uh, someone is able to break away from that. Uh, like there's a moment when Agni is fighting against the facility where he just decides on his own that he wants to save all the people that are imprisoned there. Uh, like Togut is telling him, Hey, this isn't the plot of the movie. Yeah. And Agni's like, I just want to save these people. So he does. Yeah. And he just decides it for himself. It's not something that it is, you know, push on him for with vengeance. He just decides to do a nice thing. Uh, and there's very few moments like that throughout the story, which ends up becoming less really about action and more just about identity. <laughs> and yeah. it's a trip to get to go to go through that certainly yeah i i, I think 
There are absolutely uh, worthwhile narratives here to follow. Uh, the, the, the concept of identity is one that is explored very consistently throughout this series. Just between Agni himself, he is Agni, eventually becomes known more as the superhero Fire Punch, uh, and then later on in the story takes on a new identity. I don't really want quite, I guess, spoil that necessarily. Um, but there's a lot of different shifts and other characters have their own things. And I think that there is a worthwhile narrative to follow um, in, in regards to Agni's journey, like, which is the focal point of the story. This is the character who every time things are bad, he is reminded that he is being told to live and it keeps bringing him back up. He keeps burning um, and it becomes really an engaging story. But at the same time, I also recognize that Fujimoto has become a much better storyteller nowadays. I will say, like, there are a lot less, like, cool, really hype moments throughout this series. Like, mm-hmm. I think a Chainsaw Man, how frequently chapters end, you're just like, fuck yeah, like, this is awesome, or anything like that. Um, there is like one moment where I was like, yeah, you can tell Fujimoto wrote this because as I mentioned like earlier, there's like a big car chase and we're suddenly mm-hmm. introduced to three new characters. One is a guy in like a wrestler's mask who uses baseball bats to fight. One is mm-hmm. a lady in a bikini who can mentally control a spear. And one is a man in like a metal pointy mask in, in, in like underwear who can control metal. None of those characters do anything nope. after that. Like I'm the- pretty sure they never get names. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of them do. The guy with the mask makes like the volume intro in two of the later volumes, one of which he does appear in, but the other one I don't even think he does. I think he maybe is like a side cameo thing. So it, it is like not a perfect narrative. Uh because even you can't even say like oh, well, those characters had their story cut short. I was like, I guess they died? <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I know what happens. Well, everyone dies in the manga except for two people, Quinn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know what happens to the iron guy, because that specifically happens. But I'm like, I think the bikini lady kind of just gets killed in an attack or something like that. It's kind of unclear. Anyways, I would say that, like, the world around uh, Agni uh, or the characters around him don't get quite as much focus as I wish they would. And that is something that I think... Um, this series or i think it's something that you can recognize now in fujimoto's later work of chainsaw man where you're like he's a lot better at this and also a lot better just utilizing his own like storytelling methods like that there are definitely glimpses there's like a great convert like a five page like sequence of panels of two characters calling each other stupid that i was like yeah this i could see two characters of chainsaw man doing exactly this uh, and yeah. those moments are great. There and are Giannasa, yes. <laughs> yeah. There are great small moments like that definitely throughout the series. Uh, but I I will say that like I would say if you're going into this series because you like Chainsaw Man, keep your expectations a little bit lower because this is the first like this is an earlier work. Uh it wasn't refined as much, and it definitely felt like a couple things kind of changed as it was being written. Yep. Uh and uh, in the end, uh, nothing matters, but, but I, optimistically so. I, yeah, I, well, I guess at this point, I guess spoilers. Like if you're, if you're listening, right. 
and you don't want anything spoiled for you, stop here, go check it out. Apparently, if you have a Viz account and you view it on the website, you can read this whole thing for free. <laughs> uh, but if you want to be cool like Quinny, uh, you just start giving them that cashola. Um, yeah, I mean, the actual end of this series, I thought when people told me it was like a bleak nihilistic, I just assumed... Agni dies, the world exists in perpetual cold until everyone is is eventually killed in this generation, and then that's just the end of the story. Whereas instead, it's like, no, they actually do find a way to undo portions of the cold, uh, mm-hmm. and civilization sort of thrives for a little bit, but there's concern that, like, everything's going to go nuclear, and, like, a war might break out, and it's going to be bad. Uh, but the story doesn't spend enough time addressing that, because then we sort of pan away <laughs> to Luna, who is just sort of like uh, space consciousness at this point. And mm-hmm. we get like a little bit of a closure with her and Agni. And it just says like millennia from now. Yeah. Eventually this planet gets destroyed. It's not really clear exactly what it is. Uh, probably like an asteroid fucking hit and just blew right. it up. But at this point, Luna doesn't give a shit anymore. She's not really even sure where she's at. Um, right. And I found that like, I was like, oh, that sounds more optimistic than I thought this story <laughs> was going to really go i i was like yeah i i just thought it was going to be everybody dies everyone you know dies cold and miserable and so it's like it sounds like they got to have a little bit like the Nitto gets to have like a full ass family and life and yeah. like yeah she could die surrounded by family it's you know that's sweet there's i think a note of nihilism is in, in people's eyes because of the fact that a lot of characters efforts just really just kind of come to nothing yeah uh uh of course, uh, Togata dies like two thirds or something the way through the story, so they never get to finish their movie. Uh, and we see like that uh, later on, Agni uh, is able to watch the footage that they had managed to shoot, but it's all like corrupted with time. There's no audio, uh, and so like it's it's not a full complete movie. So like, hey, that thing that was really the only thing that was keeping Togata coming, it never came to anything. Uh, Sun. But then we do we do get that movie though. So in a way, her life yeah. is uh, their life is complete without us recognizing. Like they don't get to. Agni, hey, Agni gets to see it. And yeah, it has an effect on him. So, uh, son, go becomes completely deluded and just buys into the religion fucking, that he has created. He becomes fucking cool, is what he becomes. <laughs> I don't know if I would decide if I would describe it that way. <laughs> That he, fight between him, Thunderkick versus Fire Punch. I never call him Thunderkick, but he's absolutely Thunderkick. He's got he's got artificial legs because his legs were chopped off early in the series, so now he's got artificial legs and he's just blasting electricity everywhere. Uh and yeah, like Agni comes to him and, and like the final confrontation is is the guy who started this cult of fire punch versus the actual guy, and he is convinced because he's bought so much into the hype that he has created that the person the agony staying in front of him can't possibly actually be agony he's like you're not the real one. Oh no wait is this like my final test is this my way of becoming fire punch and eventually he like he destroys agony and wins the fight and then eventually like when he's like i've done it i have i will now arise and ascend and i just like touch the fire spread <laughs> no no save me save me I- <laughs> it's almost again it's very funny in the way it's like just it's like Oh no, it's hot. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> You've got to save me. Who are you again? Like something like that. I forget exactly what he says. But he's like, 
yeah, it's it's just and then Sun died and it dies and that's it. And Agni uh just forgets who he is. So Nanetto starts referring to him as Sun because she was the one who was closest to Sun before he went completely Bonkers, mad. Yeah. yeah. Uh so she kind of in the same way that Judah Luna became a substitute for Agni's sibling figure, whom he went on to have sex with. Nana kind of replaces her little brother figure with Agni, and then he is, you know, immortal and just sticks around as kind of this gentle puppy dog guy while she gets old and eventually dies. And she leaves him with this drug, which can take away his regeneration. And she's like, "Look, I can. If you want to, you can finally have a peaceful death." Uh, and instead, uh, when the world is destroyed, he goes up into this tree, which sprouted from Luna as part of the saving the world thing that they did. Uh, and the two of them get to be together forever, Luna and Sun, even though neither of them <laughs> are their original name. And so despite the fact that there is this wow, just everyone dies without really getting to do what they want. Uh, note, in the end, like, hey, these two people get to be happy uh, together, and who knows what the hell the future is going to hold. It's it's one of those, like, it's so far beyond the realm of, like, what could happen in terms of our own reality <laughs> that that it's, like, it's got a note to it that it's like, I'm not even sure if this is really good, but they seem happy. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the other character we, I want to discuss a little bit more, but this is a spoiler. So I kept it here towards the end is Togata and their identity themselves. Uh, as said, they were very chaotic for a while. Uh, and then they're, they're settling down with um, Agby in this, this sort of cult town he's created unintentionally. Right. Uh, and the bat guy, you know, mentioned, the, the way that, the way that you make cults, you know, yeah, unintentionally, <laughs> unintentionally. Uh, the bat guy I mentioned from before uh, has like uh, minor telepathic abilities, and comes up and is trying to warn Agni about Togata, saying like, "Hey, that is a man in a woman's body, or something like that." And Togata's like, "Well, fuck," and like runs away, and it becomes mm. like the next volume is just discussing this and it is like sort of a long expression of Togata saying like I you know I feel like I am a man in a woman's body like my my brain is male but the rest of me isn't and like the conflict that comes of not feeling like really safe exploring that in this world um I there's never enough time to like because Togata unfortunately dies like almost immediately after this (laughs) Like, yeah. it's, like, kind of, like, one big set piece after that, and then they die. So we don't get to experience enough to see, like, if having someone to be open with it about would have changed anything. I, I default to using sort of neutral pronouns with them. Right. Uh, just because they don't ever really express one way or the other. Um, but it is, I think, one, it's one of the few, like, trans mask, like, narratives I've seen in manga, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we could have gotten to see even a little bit more, uh, but this series is pretty short, and uh, I think Togata dies in, like, Volume 5 or something like that, or Volume 6, mm-hmm. so, you know, it, it's just one of those things you're like, ah, I wish you could have gotten a little bit more with them, but, you know, what we do get, I think, is actually really nice. Yeah, 
there's something nice parts of the story. Like I, I like the detail that because it's been so long since Agni's, you know, town was butchered, that when he actually comes across Doma, like Doma's been traumatized by all the horrible things that he's done. So he's this, you know, broken, repenting version of himself who thinks that he, you know, deserves to be punished for what he has done. And Agni gets to him and is like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, this is awkward. Um, <laughs> not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> you know, he can't come to grips with this mental image of Doma that he's been holding on to that's kept him going for so long. Uh, and eventually when he ends up like killing Doma, it's, it's not Kim who does it. Like he makes the decision to let go and decide to spare him. And then he just blanks out and kills him without consciously doing it. Uh, and, you know, it's part of that thing of like, you know, how much of who you are can you actually decide uh, with your with your own will uh, based off of everything else that has happened to you? And the answer that you're kind of told is that like, yes, you do always have a choice on who you become, but it's sometimes very, very difficult. Uh, and that can can be overridden by things outside your control, as happens a lot. Literally, like once once Judah becomes Luna, she doesn't go back to being Judah. That's just decided for her the entire time. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I would say not really that I enjoyed this manga. I did, however, find it easy to uh, to read through and, and just kind of like just keep on going it's got that kind of sort of mesmerizing quality to it where you just like even if you're not necessarily having a great time moment to moment reading it you're like i do want to find out what the hell happens next mm -hmm. uh that uh of course you know fujimoto's other works have also demonstrated but uh i would primarily recommend this like just to people who just have read chainsaw man because then i have the safety of like okay you kind of know what this guy's about yeah uh and it's a bit too weird for me to really be able to predict what other type of person would want to read this kind of manga yeah I, I i will say this is not like uh i did hate this manga which i was worried about going in uh to say i liked it i guess is a bit limited uh i don't think i'm going to think about this series all that much now that we've read it um, but if we were also to, like, make comparisons to, like, authors' previous works that we've read, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, fucking um, Zombie Powder zombie and, powder and uh, the other stuff. I know there's other oh, there's a blanket on it. I apologize. Um, this is definitely one of the better, like, pieces. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is a full story that I could absolutely enjoy and appreciate. Um, I think just in that same way, I'm able to – it was, like, easy to help get through some of, like, the, the – kind of weird stuff at the beginning because i know what fujimoto is about i think i'm also not going to leave like a space in my mind for this because i'm like i like chainsaw man just so much more um that like i just don't think i'm going to think of fire punch all that frequently right. yeah I, I i definitely do get the same uh, impression i've i actually finished reading this manga uh a, a, a little while ago at this point and I do definitely feel certain parts of it just kind of like fading from me. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to leave much of a lasting impression for me. But keep in mind as well that I had mixed thoughts about everything. <laughs> that yeah, I mean. <laughs> in Chainsaw Man 2. 
So uh, I'm not sure if I'm the best person to tell you like how good this actually is. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, okay. that's that's it. We we gave you a little little under an hour of uh, fire punch talk. So hopefully that keeps you warm. You know. Yeah. Your soul and your ears. Your ears are on fire. You should put those out. Your soul being on fire is okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Burning souls are great. Yep. Especially, uh, no, I'm not going to make that reference. Okay. There we go. Nick uh, teased you with a a joke, and then he said... Keep on burning soul. Okay, so... (laughs) Uh, yeah, guys, thank you for joining us for this, uh, just special short edition of Weekly Manga Recap. We'll be back to our regular, uh, kind of, uh, stuff, uh, next week. Uh, and I guess, uh, do we want to announce the next series yeah, that we're I, doing? I, I do have the next recommendation. Well, okay. assuming it's unlike, my, assuming unlike, it's my Unlike pick. last time where I picked Fire Punch, this time, guys, <laughs> Quinn will be deciding okay. what manga we read next. Okay. Uh, I do have our next recommendation. This one is recommended to us by the great and incredible Mandela. Uh, that is not their full title, but I added the great and incredible in there because they are very awesome. This is a series called Blank Canvas, my so-called artist journey. And this is a manga that is autobiographical of the life of Akiko Higashimura, who did uh, Jellyfish Princess and other series uh this is a josai series continuing weekly manga recaps great josai adventures yes uh, and i'm sure they're all gonna work out great uh, no matter how many that we try out <laughs> we're just gonna keep doing it until i find one that's bad i mean we will but uh, we'll see how long that streak lasts guys thank you so much for joining us for a weekly manga recap we will be back oh hi so professor sweet. peanuts look at how, so look at how snub it up you are so uh we We'll be back uh, next week at our usual time, Wednesday at around 7.30 Eastern time here at twitch.tv slash where we record the show live. In the meantime, if uh, if you need more Weekly Manga Recap, you can check us out at weeklymangarecap.podbean.com or youtube.com slash weeklymangarecap if you like the video version. If you do that, you'll see some title cards that were made for us by Steve Mann, whose artwork you can find uh, under Steve Mann Art, wherever boobs are allowed to be drawn on the internet, which is many places, I am told. Uh-huh. Uh in addition to that, of course, the opening sequence in the video versions is done for us by Winsdale Cheddar and Malajek Stillitz. So thank you guys for that. Uh, if you want to just listen to the audio version, though, it's not just at, the, at Podbean. We're also on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Generally, anywhere that podcasts get shared to, you can listen to it there. Just do a search for Weekly Manga Recap. We would like to thank everyone who supports us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Weekly Manga Recap, where you can also find some bonus content that we have recorded uh, for you to check out. And uh, we also want to thank everyone who joins us on Discord, which gets linked basically any time that we uh, post this play, this uh, this show somewhere. Join it to take part in weekly discussions and whenever chapters come out, discuss the recommendation that we take. Uh, make a recommendation for a future series yourself by using the Google Doc that is maintained by Ninja X3i to add your own suggestion. You can also use that and just look at all the stuff that we've done over the years uh, and just kind of examine what what was loved, what was hated. And uh, just what's been covered as well. Hell yeah. Good stuff. All right. We're going to catch you guys. Fortunately, it's Golden Week. We have no more manga. But next mm-hmm. week, apparently, we're going to have a shit ton. Because yeah, we will. I, uh, to figure out exactly how I'm even going to read that much fucking <laughs> uh, eat zero in a week. So stay tuned for that. Goodbye, everyone. 
Yeah. 